hopes and fears. Tune in daily, don't miss a single show. Sign up for the newsletter, let us help you grow. Taking risks, making moves, seeking success. Together we'll conquer, no room for any less. Listen now. Good morning, it's Friday the 13th. Uh, <clears throat> hopefully you're not superstitious, but if you are, the markets aren't spooking us. <laughs> uh, it's funny, Friday the 13th in October, uh, which is Halloween. Just kind of find that interesting. Okay, where'd we, where'd we wind up yesterday? Here is the heat map from yesterday. You can see Broadcom had some type of thing about the Chinese um, stuff. You can see Applied Materials, uh, LAM Research, and all of those chips uh, were doing well. Visa did really well. Berkshire was down. Apple was up. Uh, NVIDIA was up. Eli Lilly was up. Target was up. Uh, you can see down here in the uh, energy space, nothing was really up, but you see a lot of red. And so yesterday, the uh, uh, the inflation number, the job numbers, everything kind of you know came together in the market just was a crappy market. Uh, if you held 50% of your portfolio in Apple, like I do, uh, <laughs> then you were fine. I made money yesterday, and I know other people whose portfolio I saw did not make money. Um, but yesterday, uh, we got our pre-market summary from um, from Seeking Alpha yesterday, and here you can see Eli Lilly, uh, MPLX, and PanW were the top performers in the core portfolio, and the bottom performers in the core portfolio, SMCI, Pepsi, and Boeing. Pepsi, ironically, uh, had good earnings, and they, they wound up giving most of that back. We can take a look at that. Well, if you want that chart, just email me or comment down below. And I'll put that chart uh, up for you uh, in one of the social groups so you can see it. Uh, one thing that I wanted to point out specifically on this was VOO. It was a rating upgrade. And so for anybody who's got VOO and chill vibes, and if you don't know what VOO and chill is, you can Google it. Uh, VOO is an S&P tracking fund, the, uh, one of the, the low cost tracking funds. And a lot of people just buy VOO in portfolios uh, and maybe two other um, Vanguard indexes. And it's called VOO and chill. Palantir, hold to buy. Uh, FBCG, which is the uh, blue chip growth from Fidelity. Quant rating went from buy to strong buy. Uh, and rating downgrades, Microsoft went buy to hold. But these change on a daily basis. Do not look at these as, oh my God, I've got to sell my entire position or I've got to you know, load up on these. These change quite a bit. Microsoft has changed. I think I've gotten an email that it's changed uh, three times this week from hold to buy, buy to hold, exactly, you know, the whole thing. Now, what, uh, what else comes? Uh, United Healthcare revised earning per share outlook as Q3 beats. Taiwan Semiconductor like the Lucy waiver, waiver from Chinese export. What do you get in these? You get everything that applies to your portfolio in Seeking Alpha. I really like this. Um, you can import your portfolio from your um, directly from your broker, which is something that I did. I don't have it anymore because I wanted to focus on just the podcast stuff. And my uh, my portfolio is a little bit different than the podcast. Um, because I do hold some things that, that I don't have in the core portfolio. But all of these are great articles to read. I like this, that, that I get this email every morning. And it's a pre-market portfolio digest. Nice and easy to uh, use. I can read the headlines and look for things that, that kind of trigger me uh, to look at the news and then to go look at the chart. So if you're interested in Seeking Alpha, there's a coupon down below for $50 off. 
it's 189 for a year, which I actually think is worth it um, for, the, for the amount of value that I get. Uh, but let's take a look at, at our algorithm and uh, where we are. Um, as far as, you know, I said, hey, the button hook happened down here October 5th, uh, just 10 days ago. And, and right here is that button hook. Where are we now? We're kind of zooming in. If you look, the 200 day is that top red line right there. Uh, and there's a gap right underneath. We've started to fill that gap. But yesterday we pulled back and yesterday's afternoon candle was a green candle. Remember, this is four hours. So each candle represents four hours. The, it opened up in the afternoon at 1.30 at 433. It closed at 433.70. So 433.42, this is the cost of SPY. 433.7 means it's a green candle doesn't mean it's super bullish, just means that it closed higher than it opened up. That blue is the the uh, the 50-day. And you can see right here on October 5th, when we started this button hook, you had the death cross. And so the 9 and the 21, they, they moved up. We haven't filled the gap up to 438. There are a couple of uh, resistance points up here. 438 and that gap is the first one. If we didn't fill it, we're coming back. Do you come back down here? The question is, what are the, what are the indicators telling us, other indicators? Well, you can see the MACD is still on a climb up. The RSI is at 54. It crossed that 50 point. Anytime it gets above 50, you can start to kind of concern a little bit about, hey, it's a little bit overbought. The MACD is a little bit slower of an indicator, and it will turn down, but it just got to that oscillator. and this, But the strike, um, the strike line has not gotten to the oscillator yet. So there's a couple of things. We're kind of in this no man's land and it's a Friday and spoiler alert, as far as scanners go um, and, and stocks that are showing bullish on the algorithm, I didn't see any. I, I had to go to the S&P 500 uh, in all of the, 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 the watch lists that I share with you. If you go in and you're a TrendSpider subscriber, go and look at those watch lists and scan using that daily stock pick scanner. Uh, you'll see. There wasn't one that crossed up. So uh, it, it's kind of interesting to see, hey, th there's not a lot there uh, that's really flashing bullish uh, on the signal. Um, you know, we'll, we'll go over some stories as well. But what is flashing bullish? So far, you know, we're, we're in the first day of earnings releases. Uh, and uh, JP Morgan was the big one today. <clears throat> they beat. They're up 1%. Uh, JP Morgan beat. Let's see who else beat United Healthcare. They beat United Healthcare. I think is up five percent, four percent. It's down to one point six one percent. This one's trading at five hundred and thirty four dollars. Remember when I I said, hey, it's under five hundred dollars. You should buy it under five hundred, sell it over five hundred. Well, wait until it loses its confirmation. You can see here if we just pull this back a little bit and we pull this down, you can see we still have confirmation over. That nine day, the nine days at 522, you're trading at 534. So there's no reason really to sell it right now. <clears throat> um, you're seeing a, a positive. The 50 day moved right off that 200 day. Uh, your uh, your MACD is a little bit high on the oscillator. Not to worry. It is a bit over, over overbought. The RSI is at 66. I wouldn't enter in at this price, but their earnings beat. Um, you can take a look at this article. Uh, from I'll, I'll put this in the newsletter. And if you haven't subscribed to the newsletter, here's the newsletter. It is free. 
It is free every day. The only time it's not free are the weekends. I give you a preview of the paid one, but uh, paid content is for the weekends. Um, it's more educational, but like yesterday, eight stocks I like right now, you get it in your email box. You don't have to listen to my podcast every day. You can get it in your email box and do what I do, which is scan, uh, scan headlines. But United Health uh, revises earnings per share outlook as they beat estimates. This guides you through everything that you need to know about this stock. Dividends and buybacks. This, uh, the company said it returned over $11.5 billion to shareholders through the first nine months of 2023 via dividends and share buybacks. UNH raised the lower end of its adjusted earnings per share outlook. That's why it's going up from $24.85 to $25 compared to other prior adjustment estimates. <clears throat> uh, consensus EPS estimates for 2023 is $24.86. So net earnings also tightened up. You can read that article. I'll put it in the newsletter. I, I, listen, I love this stock. I, I think this stock is, is the, it, it's best in class as far as healthcare goes. Uh, it is expensive. If we go over here to Finvis and you look it up, um, and the reason I'm using Finviz and not uh, Seeking Alpha is Finviz is free for most people, and it's it's very easy, and I've been, gotten used to it. But the PE is 23. The forward PE is 18. If that forward PE comes up to 23, then you can see that the earnings per share will go up. So uh, it's dividend 1.33. It's flat this year. It's just it's down 0.88. Uh, you are uh, 5% below your 52-week high of 558. As you creep up towards that 558, I would suggest that you maybe look at selling it. 530 is probably the price point that I'm looking. 532, if we pull back below 530, I may look at getting rid of this one. And the only reason is because this is in a uh, IRA for me. That's it. It's in an IRA. I have no tax events, uh, but I love the stock. But again, I think... Anything that, that comes back as far as healthcare and it pulls back, I think you can absolutely pull the, uh, get to get it under $500. Wells Fargo, this is one that's not in the core portfolio, uh, but Wells Fargo reported and they beat today. So they are up 2.69%. Said get it under 40, it's at $40.81. I think this gets back at least to its 200 day here at 42. That's the first level of resistance. The second level of resistance would be up here at 45, which is this gap uh, that's slight. This gap has already been filled, don't worry about it, but the first level of resistance in my mind is 42.31, you're trading at $40, it's 5%. Nice 5%, it's a stock that's just been beaten down. We're not seeing in the earnings uh, so far from these banks that they're hurt by the, the holding the uh, lower bond rates um, and, and being forced to buy the higher bond rates. So the Fed is essentially taking care of them. We're seeing them post good earnings. Citibank, B, they're up 2.67%. This one, again, I said yesterday, uh, under 40, you buy it. Over 40, you sell it. This one has its 200-day, has a gap right here underneath. The 200-day probably gets filled at 43. That's a nice 4 or 5% gain if you want to hold on to that one. And you have confirmation. Um, BlackRock beat BLK. Uh, this is one that, you know, they, they're up, uh, they're down 1.91%. This one, I'm not a super fan of. I, I think they have some core issues and it's significantly expensive uh, for a bank, for not a bank, but they're an asset manager is what it says. 
but the PE is 18. Uh, it's got a 3% dividend yield. Year to date, it's down 10%. I think it could, could still show some weakness there. Um, but JP Morgan was the big one and they beat, I'll, I'll read some of the, uh, some of the headlines out of this one. They beat, they're up 1%. Um, Jamie Dimon points out that inflation could run higher and he thinks the Fed will push rates even higher than they are to fight inflation. He said previously the 10 year could go to 7%. Most of the people that I'm reading think that it could go to 6%. Remember, if we go over here to Finviz and we just take a look, and this is the easiest way to take a look at the 10 year. Go down here, and you can see the 10-year treasury, 4.60. It's down 0.10%, uh, change, 2.2%. But it's heading downward. Um, it was heading upward earlier. Now it seems to be heading downward. Uh, I'm still in the belief that we get to 5%. I think the Fed will inst institute some other remedies if we still see inflation. Uh, no government wants the market to go down. So no administration wants this market to go down. Uh, the Fed will do whatever they do to prop this up. Banks that reported today are mostly up 1% to 2% because they ha have had no real issues. They're faring really, really well. Uh, so again, I'll put some stuff in the newsletter if you want to read it. Uh, what happened yesterday, if we look at SPY, and I want to show this real quick. I'm going to get out of the strategy tester here in, in TrendSpider. And we're going to go to a five-minute <clears throat> because I want to show you, you know what? Let's go to a 30-minute chart because what happened yesterday, if we, if we go to a 30-minute chart, and let me show. I don't, need to, I don't need to show. What happened here at about 12 o'clock, there was a bond auction, and the bond auction did not go well. Uh, they had to raise the yields on the bonds, essentially selling them for cheaper. The bonds were, were sold cheaper than what they expected, and the rates actually went up. And when you do that, essentially the market said, well, shit, people don't want to buy bonds at 4.4 and 4.5. It went up to 4.6, I think 4.7, somewhere in that neighborhood. And when you have to raise the bond rates, the yields, in order to sell them, the prices actually come down. That spooked the market. And so it spooked the market. You can see we went from on SPY, you went from about 437 down to 434. Not a huge move but enough to spook the market. I still say this, this, the, you know, you see, as we go through on spy, if you go to a, a four hour one, uh, you can see that 50 day it de the death cross. But if you're on a 30 minute, you had that golden cross. So I still think that we have some type of upward movement. I just think the market is trying to find its way because it's got so much conflicting information right now in it. But that bond auction yesterday, midday, was huge in pulling that market back because we were moving uh, higher. Now, to tell you how high we were moving, all of these stocks yesterday, and I'll include all of these in the newsletter, I'll include a link to this tweet from Stock Market News, all these stocks yesterday hit 52-week highs. Google, Meta, Eli Lilly, Adobe, PanW, Palo Alto Networks. Uh, all of these top ones, except for Eli Lilly and Adobe, I actually own. Uh, CrowdStrike, Novo Nordisk, Aflac, um, CME Group, Fastenal, Jabble, uh, McKesson, Shell, VMware, and, and the list goes on. William Sonoma, we'll talk about, uh, no, I, they didn't ask, but Zscaler, Zscaler, the only uh, cybersecurity stock that's actually making money. So 
while there's conflicting news, you can see there's some places that are doing well. Um, and that's the key thing to, to point out here is that we're doing well. Um, you know, th- things are the, – the earnings season kicked off here. And, and when you kick off the earnings season with uh, banks really that were in the crosshairs doing well, I think that that means the market takes a leg up. Um, Taiwan Semi, if we take a look at the core portfolio here, Taiwan Semi is the big mover at 1.4. Uh, Bank of America. Uh, Bank of America, if you don't know, their, their earnings are coming up uh, August 16th, um, which is next week in pre-market. So I would say you buy it here. I mean, at 2731 with all the bank earnings doing well, Bank of America, I think there's a $30 stock when it's done moving back up. Um, again, I personally own this. I own, I think my average share price is around $28, $29. I like it to go up. So I'm currently holding that one. It's 1.52% today. It's up. Uh, energy is back up. Devon Energy, I think at 47 6 to 85 I think that one goes back to 50 I think I stick by that. Under 50 go ahead and buy it. Over 50 you know, when it was down here at 42 and 43 I, I got a bunch of uh, people messaging me. Should I still hold on to this? I said, I'm dollar cost averaging down. I'm not selling my stuff at, at the low. Oxy, it dipped under 60. Uh, what did you do? Did you buy it under 60? Because it's up at 64. It's up 2% today. Uh, again, oil earnings are coming up later in the month. I think you, they'll do really, really well. PXD is at 243 right now in pre-market. Uh, we've got still got confirmation as you touch that nine day. Like I said, the, when they, they announce earnings on October 26th, I think you get a special dividend. The question is how much of a special dividend will it be worth holding on until the ex-dividend date in order to uh, in order to sell? Because remember, the tops on this one is about 255, 257, somewhere in that neighborhood. As you get to that, that's the ultimate. Um, so when Exxon winds up buying uh, uh, PXD, that's about the price that you'll get and, and you'll get it in Exxon shares. So you don't necessarily want to hold on to this one for a long time, but I do like it. Uh, if we just scroll down here and we look, uh, Tesla is down slightly. TSM, like I said, is up. Uh, Uber is back up. It, it kind of dipped down a little bit yesterday. Uh, UNH is pulling back. It's at 528. So the market looks like it's pulling back a little bit. We'll talk a little bit about VOO. Uh, as since they, they, they have an entry um, from, uh, from the, the quant in uh, Seeking Alpha, VOO, if you like VOO and chill, Google VOO and chill. You can see it. Uh, there's three stock portfolios. VOO is one of the lowest uh, expense ratios, uh, S&P trackers. And, and a lot of very wealthy people that I know uh, their core portfolio is just VOO, and that's it. Exxon is up 1%. 107, I think this is easily a $115 stock. Uh, when their earnings come out October 26th, I think there's a solid, solid oil play right there. Um, Boeing, I mentioned it yesterday. Boeing uh, is one of the stocks that I like. Here in pre-market, it is down quite a bit. It's down 247 it's trading at 186. I continue to say I think anything under $200 on this stock, I think it's a good long-term play. I wouldn't load up your, uh, you know, the Brinks truck on this one. I wouldn't say, hey, 
put 50% of your portfolio in Boeing because it's absolutely 100% safe. This shows you it's not safe. Boeing Spirit Aerospace Systems Expand Inspections of 737 MAX 8 report. Now, this is a, um, a fuselage issue. Our resident uh, expert, uh, Joe, says it goes a little bit deeper than that, so I want you to be careful. Uh, I am adding Boeing in the 180s. I do think that it's a good long-term buy. If we took it, take a look at just a long-term chart of this one, you can see it's kind of had its troubles. Do we get back to where we were uh, pre-pandemic, which is 330? You have to do a lot of work to get back to 330. Is it possible? Absolutely. I think with, with all the maintenance of jets, with all the uh, airline stuff, that all of the uh, air travel stuff that's really, really good, I think that's a good one. Um, yesterday, one day, a big mover yesterday was Dollar General. And that was on news uh, that a former CEO is now the new CEO, and they took up earnings outlook by eight. Uh, they took up their earnings outlook. This might be interesting if it's a turnaround story. This is still up seven percent. It was up eight percent at one oh nine. So if we take a look at, at the algorithm here, um, you've gotten in at one twenty four, and you're still in on this one, even though you're down at one oh nine, one oh one. Uh, as of closing yesterday, but it's up at 109. Um, I still say that it's a little bit expensive. If we look at a weekly of this one, you've just got a, a complete loss. I mean, this was back in February. This was a $236 stock. You've lost more than 50% if you've held on to this one. Uh, it's just been a nightmare of a stock. I don't think it's done. It's completely oversold. The RSI is at 15. Uh, the MACD is significantly down below. Uh, I would. Th this is popping on news and news alone. So I would kind of wait for this one. I would wait until you have some type of confirmation. Again, if you're looking for confirmation over the, the nine day, the nine day right now is at 122 on this weekly chart. If you get confirmation over the nine day and it moves back up there, you've missed what? the first 15, 20%, you can trade it on a shorter time frame. But if you're looking to put this into some type of long-term portfolio, or if you're one of those people who has a job and can't trade during the day and can't watch this, I would say, hey, you know, stay away from this one for right now. Uh, one that I do want to check on because I haven't mentioned it in a while. I mentioned it last week in the, the paid uh, newsletter um, is IONQ. This one is uh, down 0.07. It's still trading above 15. You can see on the four-hour chart, it's hugging that 200-day. The 50-day is turning negative, um, and it's still turning negative, but we're at a crossroads right here. Uh, the Bollinger Bands are cinching up, which typically means that, that it will take a big move up or down. This is a risky, risky play. IONQ is expensive. If we go over here to Finviz and we look it up, uh, they are not making money. They are a small cap. Uh, this is only a $3 billion market cap. They are losing $113 million. They have plenty of cash on hand, um, $200 million bucks. So I, I think they have plenty of cash on hand. Um, their price sales is $188. Their income, I mean, they just have no, they have $16 million of sales. This is a quantum computing company. So this is a, a one that you can play uh, for the pop-up here, like we, we saw in um, October of last year, uh, or just, I'm sorry, in September, it went up to 21. I'm sorry, it went up to 19. 
So you're trading in this range. You can see the support down here at 12 and the resistance up here at 19. That's on a daily chart, <clears throat> but I like this one. I like to check in on it. Uh, I don't currently own this one. I think Brandon does. Now, if you are a uh, member who has their, uh, uh, if you have your portfolio in Robinhood, I would urge you to get out of Robinhood. Uh, I like Webull. There's a link down below. You can get Webull. You can get up to 12 free shares. Uh, specifically, I like Webull for their desktop software. Uh, I think if you don't have a brokerage um, and, and that actually provides desktop software like TD Ameritrade or Fidelity, just get Webull. I threw a thousand bucks into Webull at the beginning of the year um, just to just to see what it was about. I absolutely love love the app. Um, I think the app is fantastic. I think it's wonderful. Uh, let me take a look where I'm at. I'm at two thousand four hundred and forty bucks. So I'm up quite a significant amount right now. Um, two thousand four hundred and forty bucks. So. Not bad for starting the year at a thousand bucks. It's not something that I trade in every day. Uh, my number one uh, investment in the the uh, the uh, that portfolio, Apple. <laughs> it's Apple. Um, here's VOO. This is what I wanted to point out. All aboard VOO. A very bullish sign as seasonality begins. Yeah, this this has everything that you need to know about VOO. So I'll put this in the newsletter. Again, if you're not subscribed to the newsletter, if you hear any link that you, don't, that you can't remember, Linktree, the one thing that you need to remember is Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Daily Stock Pick. And this has all the links, Facebook group, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, anything. It has the link to TrendSpider to get my four-hour algorithm. And it has a link to Seeking Alpha. It has a link to Weeble. Uh, to sign up for Weeble and get up to 12 free stocks. has a link to the newsletter where you can uh, sign up for the newsletter for free. It has a link for Visible. I'm seeing tons, tons of new Visible ads. This is how good Visible is. You get $20 off your first month if you sign up through that link. And here's what it is. And this this was interesting. I saw this the other day. Um, Visible, their, their bottom tier is $25 a month. That includes unlimited everything. There's no hidden fees. You know what your taxes are? Uh, it's $25. It, your taxes are included. Everything's included for $25. You don't get charged for a thing. The only thing that you could get charged for outside of this is if you buy a new phone through them. So if you buy a new throne through, uh, phone through Visible, and let's be honest, I ain't buying anything but an Apple. Um, you know, the, the price is the same as what you'll pay everywhere else. But you're buying that phone, and that would be a pre-qualify uh, through a firm, and you buy that phone. But through this link, through the link in Linktree, you save $20 off your first month. So your first month, 100%, it's $5. $5. So, yeah, uh, I, like, I like that one. But Linktree is the one thing that you should look at. Okay. Kevin Hayes, <clears throat> we're on our social request. Kevin Hayes from Spotify. According to seasonality, Coca-Cola has a 100% win rate next week, and it's been beaten down hard. Should I put the gloves on and catch this falling knife? I like that. Uh, let's look at Coke, and let's look at their seasonality. If you don't know about TrendSpider, TrendSpider, you can uh, look at seasonality, and you can go back as far as the data will take you to see. Okay, let's look at the week of the year. Let's look at the month of the year. Here's Coke. 
at 54.22, the algorithm had you buy in, you're at 52.81. It's still falling. There's no confirmation right now as far as it goes. Now, remember, Pepsi um, announced earnings this week, and it was positive. Coke has their earnings coming up pre-market on October 24th. So you'd have to buy it before October 23rd, which is, I think, 10 days away. Uh, But let's take a look at the seasonality of Coke. We can look. uh, We'll look at weekly, since Kevin said, hey, it's the week. Let's go back. um, Let's go back to 2004. Uh, it's not going to have a, a, a you know 100% when you go back 19 years, almost 20 years. But he's right. I mean, 63%, the only weeks that are better are here in the, uh, the 15th week of the year. Um, there's very few. It was back here at 75. Let's see if we just go back rather than 2004. Let's go back to 2010. Um, and that's 14 years goes down to 15%. So let's go back to, let's say, uh, 2013. That's nice 10 years before. You're 55%. I think what you're seeing is you're seeing this is a seasonally good period for Coke. If we go here for a monthly, and this is 11 years, you got a pretty good month in October. Um, So far in October, it hasn't been a good month. Let's see. Look at October. You just haven't had the confirmation. And, and a lot of this has to do with, A, the currency, because Coke has a lot of overseas stuff. And with a strong dollar, you're just not going to make as much money. Uh, the other thing this has to do with is the weight loss drugs and the rumor that weight loss drugs are going to make people eat or drink less. And Walmart kind of brought that up on their earnings. So we can all blame Walmart for that exact uh, reason that, hey, you know, groceries were down because weight loss drugs are going to uh, eat into our uh, our business. So, hey, Kevin, Coke has been one that I've wanted to recommend. I do still own Coke. I am not selling into this weekend. I, weakness, I'm continuing to hold it. Uh, if we look at the weekly, uh, a weekly chart of this, you can see it's been – this is – this is from a while ago. I said, hey, this is the range that I, I'm comfortable with Coke in. It, it's broken down from that. I mean, this this chart is, you know, we, we were in that this range since 2021 where you'd go up, you'd come down. You'd go back up, you'd come back down, up, down, up, down. You've just broken it and you're down below the 200-day. I think this is a good company with good products, with good management, and good earnings. What I worry about is, is it going to start moving down? If you go over here to Seeking Alpha, I mean, let's let's just look up Coke because it, it's gotten a, a Seeking Analyst analyst buy. And I don't know if you can see this on the right-hand side here, but uh, a buy. Wall Street, buy. Quant rating, hold at 3.42. Uh, if we go to... Um, uh, the ratings right here, you can see we've just sunk in the ratings for one year recently. It's just not uh, not something that I'm willing to say, hey, let's get rid of, but I'm probably not buying it. I think there's better opportunities in the market. So I don't know that you play this one for a week. Um, I think you wait specifically if we go here to the four hour and we run it back. I think you wait until it has confirmation. And, and for me, for my system, I like the the nine day for confirmation, and it got up above here on October tenth, 
started to get a little buy in there and the algorithm said, hey, buy at 54.22, you're down 5% since then or 3%. So I don't want to time the bottom. I'd rather get it here at 54 and see that it rises to 58 than to try and time it at 52 and have it go to 48. But you're at, at levels that you haven't seen. And it's just, you don't know, maybe Buffett is actually selling all this stuff. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Brian from Spotify wants me to look at podcast favorite Oracle. Now, if you guys know, I love Oracle. I like this gap to be filled. Um, and, and I still continue to say, I like this gap to be filled at 116 to 126. This is from their last earnings. I still like this one to be filled. Their ex-dividend date, is it today? It may have been yesterday. Um, I like that gap to be filled. This is still an expensive stock ever since it's been run up. I mean, we'll show, I'll show the run up. Uh, the PE is 32. The forward PE is only 17. 1.33% dividend. You're 14% off your 52-week high of 127. You're 75% above your 52-week high of 62. It's a 33. It's made a 33% year-to-date gain. This is a significant. The average price target uh, is still 86, um, but you can see recent price targets. That's what's crazy. This one has had a really, if we take a look at a weekly, you can see it's just taken off here. Since the October lows of last year where it was trading at 64, 65, that's where you're getting the lows. It's just gone straight up. And so what you're seeing now is just a pullback. Where do I think it's going to? I think it could get to about 105 um, at the bottom. And I think it did back here last week. Yeah, 103.54 last week. So it's trading at 109 right now. I think that's a decent price. If you don't have a position in this one, I don't think it's horrible. Uh, I think 103, it, if you if you look, here, let's go down to our support level. Um, because I think here on the weekly, if I were to look at this and just take that, it looks like that's providing you support at about 105. So if you're looking to time something, I would say that's not a bad implementation there. I don't think this one's coming back down to 60s, but you never know. I mean, maybe they have a bad quarter. Remember, Oracle's pulling in. If we, Let's look at this one. Um, Oracle's basically moving Uber from an on-premise to a, a, a cloud suite. Um, this is, look at the quant ratings. Buy, buy, strong buy. The quant has a 4.73. That's one of the highest. The valuation is a D plus. But, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go over, yeah, there, this, this article. If you're worried about valuation, this article is a great one because this one says, if you invested $1,000 in Tesla stock the first time Elon Musk was on Joe Rogan podcast, here's how much you'd have today. And spoiler, $1,000 investment in Tesla shares on their intraday high of September 2008 could have bought at 50, 55.90 shares uh, based on a split adjusted price of $17.89. The $1,000 investment, that was September 8th, 2018. So what, five years ago? That $1,000 would be worth $14,000 today. And that's just the first time that, that Elon went on Joe Rogan. And the price of Tesla has been crazy high. You think Oracle's high at, at 34? Let's take a look at Tesla. Uh, Tesla's PE, 73. Ford PE, 57. So don't let 
PE scare you away from a good a good stock with good products, uh, with good earnings, good management, and that's what what Oracle has. I like that one. Um, side note to kind of end this Friday, something for you to listen to. I listened to this the first five minutes of this podcast, and it was the first episode. And the first episode is the art of spending money. It's the Morgan Housel podcast, House Housel. Uh, not exactly sure. He's written a couple of books. So I, I, I enjoyed this podcast. It's very produced. It's not like mine where it's live. It's extremely produced. 31-minute podcast, which is great. Um, he brings up in the first five minutes that I've listened to, uh, yeah, 31 minutes, la- 31 minutes left. So I probably listened to a couple of minutes of this, but he brought up um, uh, Jack Welch, and I thought this was super interesting. Jack Welch, he was the uh, CEO of GE before GE fell into uh, despair. If we go and we look at GE, Jack, you can Google when Jack Welch was the uh, CEO of of GE. But if we go back and we look at monthly, he was probably the the um, the CEO of GE way back here. Uh, when it was in its heyday. And since then, it's just kind of lost its way. But Jack Welch had a heart attack. And he was asked, uh, uh, what's the one thing that you learned about life and stuff like that? And he said, I I didn't spend enough. And so I thought that was interesting. I like this podcast. Something for you to listen to over the weekend. Um, So just a little tidbit. Now let's talk about scans. Because there was nothing, nothing, in my traditional scan list. If you sign up for TrendSpider, I give you the scan that I use uh, and I give you all of the watch lists. So I typically scan uh, my brokerage holdings, which is different than the core investment. I do hold uh, most of the core investments I do have positions in, but I do have other positions as well that I trade in. Uh, But I have uh, have my brokerage holdings. I check the core investments, uh, which I have on Savvy Trader. And if you're not signed up for Savvy Trader, uh, over here, I scan all this list on TrendSpider, um, but Savvy Trader is free, and you can find it again in the link tree if you don't want to li- remember Savvy Trader. But I, I scan the core investments. I also have a list of covered call ETFs. This is like Jeppy, JepQ, uh, all of those covered calls that pay out like 10, 15% dividends. Uh, Spy Eye, which I currently have a position in. Energy names that I trade known. I give you that list. Levered ETFs. This is like TQQQ, SQQQ, UCO, Boyle, KOLD. Uh, Low-cost Vanguard. This is like VOO, uh, VGI, which is the growth, uh, things like that. And spider sectors. All of the XLE, XLV, XLK, XLY, all of that stuff. Um, And I scan that. Then I have a watch list that I don't share because it's very risky names, um, high volatility that I like to trade, and I scan that. Uh, And then I scan the Dow the NASDAQ, and the S&P. That is my process. That is my system every morning. That provided absolutely no stocks that are bullish right now. Uh, doesn't mean that they're not currently in uh, you know, a bullish segment. Like for instance, Apple. Apple's currently in a, a bullish run. Uh, and, and the algorithm had a buy-in at 173. But there was nothing that said yesterday, hey, you should buy this today. Doesn't mean the market's turning around, doesn't mean anything's bad, just means either stocks are in an upward movement or they're in a, a, a hold movement. 
So uh, I expanded uh, today to the S&P 500. And I said, I'm comfortable recommending something in the S&P 500. Humana, H-U-M. This one had a buy here at September 8th. It had another MACD cross up. So it tells me that, hey, it's a little bit bullish here uh, at 499. Uh, UNH had a good earnings uh, today. Uh, the Humana earnings come out on October 31st. Uh, let's look at some fundamentals of UNH. Uh, their PE is rather high for a healthcare company, 23 forward PE of 18. Uh, Humana, uh, the PE is most likely lower. Yeah, PE is 18 forward PE of 15. So it's a managed healthcare company that has a lower uh, PE than um, than United Health. I, I tend to stay in United Health. Uh, an oil company in the S&P. Again, there were only two stocks. Valero, Valero, VLO, 129.50, you're bouncing right off the 200-day. What happened the last time you, you got to the 200-day? You broke through it, and you went from uh, 130 down to 107. But you know what? If you had bought at that 107, uh, this one would have popped up to 152. Now, how does the algorithm perform on this one? Over 24 months, if you bought and held, this is an energy stock. Understand that the last two years for energy has been incredibly solid. You made 58%. What did you do with your algorithm? You made 38% with the buy-in. If you got in, there were, uh, let's see, 26 positions. So 26 times you bought and sold. Now, here's the thing. 26 times you bought and sold. Um, the reality of that situation, yes, you did make 38% versus if you just bought and held one time, you're up 58%. The reality of this situation is that in my algorithm, it provides you safety. So that's kind of where you're at. Uh, okay. Uh, like I said, if you remember, that's it for the weekend, by the way. Uh, I will have a paid newsletter tomorrow uh, if you want any of the links right here. Again, I recommend TrendSpider. I recommend uh, Seeking Alpha. I recommend Weeble. I recommend my newsletter. I recommend Visible. And if you're going to buy a Tesla, if you're in, if you basically put a thousand dollars into uh, when the last time uh, Elon Musk was on Joe Rogan, and you've got that money, buy a Tesla. I've got a Tesla. I love it. I, I absolutely love my Tesla. It's a 2008 Model uh, Three that was built in the tent back in 2018. I wish I had put a, a couple thousand bucks and held it in Tesla. I've traded it, and trading that one was was a mistake. I'd be up, you know, what? I'd have a couple hundred thousand dollars more if I just held on to my initial. My car cost me 60000 I think it was like $65,000 total. $65,000 is what. And by the way, you can get even a better car for like $38,000 today from Tesla. Um, the, the leases are like $200 a month. It's crazy how cheap these cars have gotten. Uh, but my Tesla cost me $65,000 in September, 2018. That's $65,000. Last time I looked, I think it would be worth somewhere in the neighborhood of $600,000. So I should have bought the stock instead of the car clearly and just held on to it. But that meteoric rise is, is unheard of. If you get lucky and you get into a stock like that, keep it, ride it, just hold on to it. Even though, again, the volatility is crazy, the valuation is crazy, don't let people talk you out of it. Okay, have a great weekend. I will talk to you guys. I won't be doing the podcast next week on Monday. 
uh, I will be working on Monday. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I will be working. So I will be back on Thursday. So to get a piece of everything that I see in the market, you're going to have to sign up for the newsletter. Oh, yeah, that's a big thing. Uh, so hopefully you listen. Monday, uh, Monday, I'm working in Philadelphia at Lincoln, uh, Lincoln Field for Major League Soccer. So I will not be on next week, early next week. I will be back on Thursday. If I get a chance to actually do the podcast, I may do it. We'll see about my hours, but to get everything, again, the newsletter. Okay, take care. See you guys uh, later next week. Every morning I wake up to the sound of the trading bell. My heart starts to pound. Daily stock day trading podcast in my ears. Guiding me through my hopes and fears. Tune in daily. Don't miss a single show. Sign up for the newsletter. Let us help you grow. Taking risks, making moves, seeking success. Together we'll conquer no room for any less. Every morning I wake up to the sound of the trading bell. My heart starts to pound. Daily stock pick trading podcast in my ears. Guiding me through my hopes and fears.